This is the Halloran Poets Podcast, the podcast where we delve into the stories behind the poems on spoken word artist albums. I'm your host, Josh Mozug. I'm here with Egypt Ali. We're talking hey. about her album, Wanderer. Um, she goes by Egypt Speaks. And uh, this is season five, episode seven. We're talking about track five off the album, How Are You? Um, so uh, one line that I guess kind of hopped out to me is just, uh, you say, uh, what if we could talk about what's wrong today? Um, and, um, I, I guess I see this poem as, um, I don't know, just kind of, uh, let's not be surface level. Um, let's actually answer, uh, in a way that, uh, gets to the heart of things and is not just, um, putting on airs about, you know, how we really are. Uh, what's the background of this poem for you? Where does it come from? Middle school. Okay. This was a poem I wrote in like, gosh, I was in sixth grade. Oh, it hasn't changed. Yeah. Yeah. Like it hasn't changed. Some of these poems are super old and then not so much reworked, but just found a place in, in a project. And how are you just felt like it really could belong in wander. So middle school, we kind of touched on this a little bit. I dealt with just a lot of, a lot of bullying, a lot of like what I know now to be racial issues, a lot of, there's a lot of just not very nice things. Mm. And so, um, teachers, I would come down the hallway teachers would ask me how I am, but they would never really like stop. And they knew they weren't asking. So I couldn't tell them like, man, like I don't feel good. Like I don't like, it's hard for me to think past today. It's hard for me to, to get past the pain that I'm having to the point where that pain was like physically manifesting like things like panic attacks and like almost PTSD like episodes, which we didn't get diagnosed until a whole lot later because no one asked. Uh, so I wanted to to be honest about that, but also to be vulnerable. When I start off shows, it's always interesting because I'm either working with like larger like CCM bands and lineups with people who really don't care that I'm there. And that's fine because they're there to see whoever is coming on next to me or after me. I'm working on metal shows where like people really don't care <laughs> that I'm there. Uh, and especially at the age when I wrote this, I didn't, I wasn't not, not a big deal but like I wasn't touring so one of the things I had to do when creating a live set was come up with a way to make the audience comfortable enough to be honest with me even if that being honest is just like agreeing with what I'm saying taking what I'm saying to a deeper meaning or level than regular song lyrics being willing to explore their own emotional well-being with this like puny 16 year old kid that just showed up to your show Um, and, and one of the Things that ended up happening was I have a poem that would introduce who I am in a poetic fashion and also introduce what spoken word was because a lot of those arenas, spoken word's not really a thing. And even to make that worse, spoken word that makes you feel something can be almost like offensive because dare you come into my coffee shop listening experience and make me want to cry when that's really like our our whole jobs. And so I was trying to come up with a good, to make the set personal uh but not make it an attack i never want to preach at somebody or hit them over the head with a bible or a thesaurus uh but how can i go about this and make it relatable so i remember those issues uh coming up i had written this poem for a project in school uh that was really addressing like you know if the school could change one thing you know what would you want us to do and my whole thing was i want you to be honest about the issues that we're facing here this was a a forward-thinking and progressive school and they weren't ready to deal with some systemic issues that were coming from just the background of the kids that that went there they didn't know how to address racism 
because they hadn't addressed the fact that it was happening in their community. Yeah. Uh, and because of that, my issues weren't because of race. It was because, well, you do dress kind of weird and, and you do like, you know, different things. And, and maybe if you just tried to relate more, the kids would like you. Um, it, it just kind of think I was crazy for a while until it was addressed. And so when I had the opportunity to share this, I needed to make it perfect because none of those things like the race issues, none of those things like um, like any of that type of oppression would ring home and be personal to the people I was giving that message to. But I did need to make them take a good introspective look on what they were doing and how they felt in order to develop empathy to someone whose plight they may not entirely recognize. And that's what this poem became. It was as much a social experiment as it was an English essay, uh, except it worked. Like, I remember I gave this poem in like sixth grade when I, when I wrote it and all of these sixth graders suddenly were very open to me about their issues because I was so honest in this poem. Yeah. Like, what is it that I discussed that resonated with you? And now that we have this conversation, this dialogue, can we make change? Like, am I speaking to you in a way that makes you feel, you know, inferior and how can I fix that? And are you saying things to me that are kind of ignorant and bigoted? Like, can we fix this? And a lot of the times that's how those conversations were opened. And so as I grew up and as those problems not righted themselves, but at least were addressed, uh, I was able to take this and put it into my set where, uh, again, in some Christian circles it's very difficult to talk about like things like mental health and mental illness and like what you're struggling with or like spiritual doubts and things like that uh to the point where if i ask you how you are you know in church i'm not asking you how you are we're doing this like daily ritual thing where you're gonna say good and i'm gonna say good and then we walk away but if i were to walk up to you and tell you everything that i'm going through you know my cat died i'm experiencing doubt like i have like you know lustful thoughts you would get really really concerned get your eyes real big and, and back off and, and suddenly you're just as alone as you felt, uh, except now physically. And so I wanted to bring up those issues super early, just because my set does talk about some really difficult topics, especially in the lives of young people, um, that we needed to be honest with ourselves and create an atmosphere where everyone really was in the same boat. Like I'm going to touch on things that every single person will have dealt with, will have seen someone dealt with or somehow uh, related to. So that once this poem is done, we can go into the rest of this whole set, no matter how these poems or lyrics will touch you with the understanding that it's okay to be vulnerable. Like what mm -hmm. happens during the Egypt Speak set can stay in the Egypt Speak set. Like I'm not gonna go blast you on Facebook and say that you know you raised your hand for the altar call or something like that. Um, and to me, creating that atmosphere was very, very important. Uh, because again, I don't want my show or or my performances to just be a performance like it's going to be a conversation i said my job's to make you feel something even if that something is awkward uh just so that when you go home you are either feeling better about yourself than when you started or you're ready to begin that phase of healing after the brokenness that this will touch on uh, and, and it serves as a launch point so uh, one of the things that annoyed me though is that in wander it's not where i wanted to have it on the track list. It's like the fifth poem, uh, except that the way that my albums are designed, it's designed to be a roller coaster. Like it should start you on a good introductory level. It's going to go up to something ridiculous like Kitchen Fires, but then I needed something at that pinnacle of like happiness where like it's all fun and games and Egypt's grounded uh, to bring it back into how are you really feeling? Uh, so because Kitchen Fires touches on the ideas of having holes in your carpet and in your heart, it felt like here would be much better than whacking you over the head with it immediately after, you know, October 
something like that. And so um, after How Are You, uh, things get pretty serious and pretty real, like up until the end of the record. Um, and it was just it was just the best way within post-production uh, that I could think to introduce this concept because of how heavy everything else was, if that makes any sense at all. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so one thing that uh, you said a few minutes ago that I thought was really cool is that you said you want, uh, I guess the audience or, you know, people that attend shows to be honest with you, um, where um, I think it's easy as artists to be like, I want to be honest with other people. Um, and like, so th there are times that I'll perform that I'm like, all right, like I feel like I was really honest with people, but maybe I wasn't honest in a way that invited them to do the same, um, if that makes sense. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, sometimes that's like the tension of like, yeah, if, if you walk up to somebody and like they ask you how you are and you just kind of like blab like in a way that is truly honest like there are times that but that can, truly disturbing to the person you're talking to. Yeah, it can come across as maybe too much or like I didn't really want to go that deep to the other person. Right. But I think there's uh, maybe some middle ground or uh, maybe just the way that we go about it in a way that like is not, uh, I don't know, like laying all of that on somebody, but it's more so. Oh, yeah, it's not uh, medic, but it is vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, at the same time, yeah. It is just kind of like uh, not only am I going to open up to you, but like, I want to do so in a way that invites you to do the same with me. Right. Um, and that can be a tricky, uh, maybe a tricky line to it's, toe. It's hard. Yeah. And one of the, one of the things that I thoroughly enjoy about doing poetry is that I don't want fans. Like I don't want followers for the sake of Facebook. Yeah. I don't want, you know, Instagram likes for the sake of, of promotion purposes. Like I truly want, to make friends because a lot of the situations that I'm in, whether that's like underground metal or like CCM, sometimes I can come across as the only artist, honest artist that they're going to meet that time. And because like, I'm not huge at all. Like I'll come and hang out at my merch table cause I can and have those conversations. Yeah. Uh, because for me, just watching like guys like Switchfoot taking the time to do that with people, I've seen the healing that comes from just having someone who, who, you know, understands it and someone that's not gonna you know jump on you or immediately you know bump you with the bible or or suggest like unless it's obviously needed like you need that to see help um because they don't understand uh and i wanted to be you know that john foreman-esque character who could understand where you're coming from and see the story behind your struggles like i'm not gonna label you as someone who you know struggles with this certain type of thing that i don't approve of uh just because i've never been there like i wanted to be that person who you could come to with this just super far out situation and, and look to not for advice but for someone that would you know walk through it with mm. you um if there's one thing I know, it's that I don't know a whole lot, but I do know the value of of having that ear. And even if it's just for a night, like, you know, I'm not going to be in the same state tomorrow. That's somebody to vent to yeah, and just be like, hey, I am seriously struggling with this and I just need to get it off my chest that tomorrow that weight that you've just unleashed isn't holding you down. Like, that's cool because I, I can be that ear that's not going to judge you. That's not going to go to your boss. That's not going to come to your parents. Uh that will be there to give that advice from someone who's not in the middle of, of everything and that, that outside party. So it, it was cool um, to see, especially how this poem kind of pushed that. Uh, I know in high school, I wanted to go to school to be a psychologist 
just to be that person, like to listen to somebody. But college is expensive and tour. So I figured like, this is like a good medium. Now. Like I'm not a doctor. I don't know, you know what to do, but I have seen enough situations and, and been around enough people where I, I know that if anything, like I will be that person that will hear you for you and not, you know, for your scars and for your walls. Like, I don't care about what you did. I care about what you will be and who you're going to become because I believe in that happy ending for you. Like, I believe that there's a sunset that, well, I believe there might've been a sunset on, on something that you're feeling and that Valley is there, but I believe that there's hope in the morning. And if it's just, know my help that you need to get there like just somebody to, to talk you through or to give you that annoying gps noise like i'll do that like that's fine um but i do truly care that honesty and vulnerability over all of that is is something that's valued specifically in in like one of my performances because i know that those moments might be the time you'll hear that someone will listen to you just hear you and not listening for a talking point or for a bible verse good word all right, so that was Egypt's track, How Are You? Again, you can check out what Egypt is up to searching Egypt Speaks on YouTube or Spotify. We'll be back next time with track six, Don't Meet Your Heroes.